0: Go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Marcia Cook, and uh, with my co host, uh, Piper Stone. Hi, Piper.
2: Hello
1: there, how are you? Good, I am great, glad to have you on. So today we're going to, the two of us will be hosting together and we have two guests which uh, have not been on for a while but I'm so excited, Michelle Prince and Melissa Kier. They haven't been on for a while so this should be fun, it's like old home week and um, they have a lot going on. I found out a few of the things but we'll be talking about everything we possibly can fit in the show today. So okay, and uh I'll say who I, I what I do. I am I usually forget that. I am a um author, screenwriter, uh, I have a new book. It's um It's Never Too Late for Love. And um I've been writing under Lady Jane Sinclair also, but that's you know, I, I'm writing more under Marcia Casper Cook and that's about that. And then uh we have Piper. I right, Piper Say hello to everybody and do a talk about whatever you're doing lately, and then we'll get the two guests in.
2: Absolutely. Howdy, guys. I'm Piper Stone. I write as many different people <laughs> with different personalities. <laughs> many. Yeah, you never know. I'm also the conference yeah. coordinator for Blushing Books. Uh, we're doing a lot of different things this year, including RomCon, which is being held in Richmond, Virginia in October. I've got a lot of books out right now, including the Missoula Smoke Jumper series, which is doing pretty darn well so it's gonna be a great year that's exciting- you know i
1: right, you haven't been on for a while, but right, you're you you know you're with the we had the blushing some of the girls on a while ago we should, i'd like to have them again, so that would be fun you know that was fun last time and yeah, uh, well, uh it's good yeah they have a, I, you know it's they have a lot of different authors on there they really it's pretty big I mean lately, I think I you know there's tons of authors. you have a lot going on there
2: yep absolutely we're we're doing yep. great and we we've got a big anthology collection coming out this summer too, so oh, it's great, it great that's good
1: that's good. <laughs> I've never done one and <laughs> No,
2: I've never, you know, I,
1: I try, I do my own thing a lot, you know, and I, you know, I always say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and that's what we're going to talk about some of the shows that you guys are going to that I don't go to, because I don't love to travel, but um, Melissa, Melissa does, uh and I'll be putting, Melissa also does, she's going to say what she does, but she also does movie reviews for Michigan Avenue Media, and she did them before, and she does them for herself, but I've been putting them on, and um so that's one of the things she does, and she does them really good. So, hi Melissa, how you doing? Hi, I'm
3: doing great. Yeah, not only You're busy. do I do the, yeah, not only do I do the movie reviews for you, but I also go into a local radio station here in Michigan, and do the movie reviews for them. So they put me on the air every Monday morning in studio, and I get to talk about movies. So it's kind of fun. In I addition love that. to that, I. am I'm a guest teacher, so I get to be in the classrooms, like today I was in a classroom, a second grade classroom, inspiring kids to read and talk about reading as well as my passion of math, and I am an author, and I also own my own publishing house, so we're pretty busy here around my yes, house these are. days. Yes, you are. I know. I know. All the people on here, all three of you, are very busy,
4: Michelle.
1: Good to have you oh, back. It's Michelle. been a while.
4: Thank you. It has. Uh, Michelle Prince. I write lots of different genres. Um, I also have a photography site, so I try to get, you know, different types of covers up for people. I don't do the cover art. I believe that's other people. I do just just, just the photography, but there's a lack of certain types of images out there, so I try to fill that gap, and um, then, yeah, that's so right now, like I said, I'm just trying to survive my son's senior year and move on to the next <laughs> right. one. Right, so. yeah.
1: yeah that, that's, that's a tough one, <laughs> but we all do it. We survived it. You know, so I, everybody's here, and we've had fun before, and we talk about any subject. And, Piper, um, maybe there's something you want to start with because there's a lot going on. Well, there's one going on, and I,
2: I think the the publishing world has changed a lot. And it's it certainly, you know, I've worked I worked with Melissa and Michelle at Rebel Inc. Press, and it seems like millions of years ago now. And unfortunately, there it, does, actually seem, it does
1: seem a more. lot. But you know what? It's probably like a long time because I've been doing shows for eight years, and yeah. Rebel was on years ago. A lot the girl, you know, the owners of it. So that's a long time already. Yeah, yeah. yeah my first been- book
2: came
1: out six years ago. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, but Michelle, what about you? When, when,
1: uh, Michelle, when did yours come out first? How long have you been doing this, Michelle? A-
3: a- April
4: 2012 was my first book Melissa? with Rebel Inc. So
3: and you? That's the same one. Yeah, I was with yeah. Rebel Inc. April 2012. So wow. yeah. It you know it goes. F- I mean, it seems
1: like a long time ago, but not really. <laughs> not really, in some ways. Okay, yeah. Piper, go ahead. So, uh, so yeah, there is a problem with the publishing company. So, th- usually, like for people, you know, they have a lot of issues because they don't know what to do with their books now. What do you suggest? Any, you know?
2: Well, I, I think there's a, yeah. a lot to consider. One is, I think a lot of people think that being an independent, um, you know, doing your own books and putting them up is, you know, uh, just the perfect game plan for you. But it takes a heck of a lot more time than people realize. Uh, there, and you have to have a little bit of skill to, to be able to do certain things like formatting your books and all of that. So if you if you kind of put that into place with what a publisher does for you, you know, I've been all routes, publishers, not doing it myself, back and forth. And honestly, I like having a team around me with having a publisher. I think that it just adds to the the roundness of what you're trying to do, whether it's editing covers, <clears throat> you know, some marketing, all of that. It's just, you know, what fits you better. But i definitely talk to some authors if you're considering doing one or the other so you kind of get a better feel of what's the the right way for you to go.
5: Yeah,
1: I I think, you know, that does seem to be a problem because, you know, some of the people, you know, I've had on the show for years, you know, they were with publishers and then they decided to publish themselves. You know, they just had had it because a couple of the public. Well, there's more than a couple that have gone. You know, uh, that have gone out of business, and I guess a lot of them were upset. You know, because you know, some left in a good way, and some didn't. I have to you know,
4: agree. I, I've, I've had, I had one that that that's left in a really good way. I, you know, it was sad. I was, and Melissa and I were both with um, Secret Cravings, but I felt that she, she gave us back our rights immediately. She did the best she could. I I you know, as Yes, I hit them
1: I, yes, I agree with you. I think ones. that she did yeah, because nobody said anything about that because she did it the right way.
4: Yeah. And you know. I've seen other ones, I've had people warn me about a publisher that I'm with currently and I and I said, you know what, they've they they've been nothing but good to me. And they've been honest with me and they talk to me and they are up front and they always say if you are worried about the way people talk about us. I'll give you your rights back right now. And any publisher that's willing to say that, in fact, yeah. up. yeah, I, that's something you don't hear. I hear about the Alora's Cave and some of my friends that were with them and how they're still fighting or they still have their books up even though their stuff should have been down by contract alone, and they still have them up. So, yeah, there's definitely two different. There's two different kinds of publishers out there. There's good ones and there's really bad ones.
1: So, well, Melissa, you're a good one. You're, nobody ever says anything about that 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 you know that you're bad. So that I mean that's a good thing. It, it matters because you know people do. You know you don't want anything. Look, you you don't want anybody saying anything that's not true. And so that's a good thing, you know, Melissa, because you know when you just do it the right way, then they're not going to be saying anything.
3: Well, you know, let me think you could, too. Some of the some of the things that I do with I, I own. Pub, I actually own Inkspell Publishing, and one of the things that I do very conscientiously is is that my own books are not published through Inkspell. Inkspell is a separate entity, and I manage them, I run them, I do everything for them, but my own work is not with them. And I want to make sure that that's always very clear because sometimes, particularly when you talk about some of these other publishing houses, the owners, have their work there and then sometimes there's some blurring of lines and I never want anybody yeah. to come back and say I wasn't yeah. doing what I should be doing for them. Um yeah. and I I really work that Inkspell is a family and that's one of the things that we work at very hard is making sure that's that great. um they hear what's going on, they know what's going on and um you know, I I'm willing to do if they have a concern to address that, I'm, you know, if they have a question, I'm, I'm there for them. So, and I think what I'm finding these days is, is that, you know, publishing houses are great for people uh, because they love having that camaraderie, but most of us are hybrids these days. We work with some yeah. publishing houses, but we also do some things on our own, or we work with more than one publishing house. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, it used to be they didn't really want that. They like to stay with the same
1: house, you know. But um, now people understand. I mean, that's just how it goes. Because you know, somebody just because somebody owns a publishing house doesn't mean they're going to like everything that every author does. I think some yeah, uh, uh, houses, houses are better for others. Yeah. Yeah, and I, one, when I when okay. Oh, all right. Ahead. I was Who saying
4: when, when uh, Michelle. Michelle, sorry, when uh Secret was were wearing big clothes, I all of a sudden I had eight books that were gone. And it was most of my books, and I was like, "Oh no!" And I actually went to, um, satin romance, and the the owner actually I sat down and talked with her. She's like, "Well, put put them in more than one basket. Don't put them all in with me." Yeah, she said I want yeah. all of them, but I but she says it, it's just it, it makes sense to put them in more than one. And so I've tried to keep that. I actually had mine in three different ones. I'm just getting my rights back on one that i um, I'm. I I had to take back from them because their sales were just ridiculous um, as far as not doing anything for me. So I learned. Now I'm not going to go with them, and I'm going with someone else for that series. So, and it's all yeah. good. Yeah, I think. Luckily, you know, watch watch the contracts for. You know, two years is a good is a good indicator. When someone's saying, "Oh, we want a ten year contract, or we want this many year contract, or this many books that we're going to sell for you," those are tempting, but. You know, you really want to be able to get out within a year or two if there's an issue. So, well, Piper, I know I I
1: know what I read online. So, go, I know you have a lot to say about this because you've been been there, done that.
2: Yeah, you had I mean, a lot. You had a lot of books. I had a lot of books, and, you know, they they came down, and initially I said, I'm going to do them all myself, and that was like the biggest headache of my entire freaking life, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, know,
5: <laughs>
2: you know, and it wasn't one or two. I mean, obviously, when you have, you know, 100 plus that you're trying yeah. to deal with, it's it's too much. Um, But at the time, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, do it my way. And I think it was a little too early. I mean, that was still when being self-pubbed was considered, you know, a little bit less than, you know, stabbing yourself in the eye with a sharp stick. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a little bit different. Unfortunately
1: now. that's a, a, such a wrong thing, but it's the way it is. It, I don't even think it's I don't think it's changed that much. I think you know, I think the readers don't care, but I think, you know, as soon as, a, as somebody that's an author hears it they just think it's a terrible idea. But that's not true.
2: Well, I, I unfortunately I think if you really look at the trends, you know, right now what's going on is the most popular ones, at least in the genres of the erotic romance. And, you know, you put any ca- genre on it, you know, romance, suspense, yeah. uh, whatever. is It's the self-published ones. And they are, yeah. you know, they're doing it differently, though. I mean, they're hiring people to do a lot of things from the editing to the covers. And, you know, don't get me started on that. I, I know, I do. Them, I do, right exactly.
1: And they, you know what? It's very hard I do it because I I have been with small publishers and I don't really like it that much because I have control over everything I do. But it is hard, and you have to be willing. And you know, because remember, years ago, everybody said, "Oh, don't pay for this, don't pay for that," but you have to. Oh yeah, you can't. You have it to. It doesn't work.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: And it but people think. Mean, well, like then you I, need. I, I, go ahead. You need people oh, like though, Michelle I, though, who have the art that you can do for covers and then you need to find somebody who can do yes. the covers. Yes. Because yeah. Because I see them doing do that, I some really yucky crappy covers. And that's yes. not gonna yeah. bring
4: sales yes. either. No. Yeah, but I don't you do know, my please. like I said, I don't do yeah. my own covers, but I'll get the picture. I'll get the picture right. up there for you as easy as I can. But there's no reason I the graphic artists there's a reason why they are there. They can understand it, they know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is money. true
1: because that is true because you know they have to go within the guidelines of how to do it and how to put it on because you, when you put your books out if they don't fit the guidelines you, you like even if you're doing an audio book if it doesn't fit Audibles you can't do it it has to be right and the name has to be on right because otherwise if it's not you know it's a, in the Audibles it's just a square so it's really not you don't have a lot of room so if you're doing it yourself. Sometimes you need someone that is more is an expert at it rather than trying to do some of the things yourself. But you know, and that's why people when they say independent publishing or so, that's because people think you're actually sitting there. But no, you're not doing it yourself. You're but you have to find the right people because
2: a cover is important.
5: Important.
1: You know, and I think
2: that mm -hmm, yeah, you know, and I think that's what people forget about is. That it is all about a team, and that's sometimes why it's a lot easier for yeah. authors, especially new and up and coming. I mean, you need a publisher, and you need to understand what's going on. They tell you about the yeah. trends, they tell you what to look for, they tell you, you know, what's going on. I mean, if they're not helping, guiding you in your career, then they're right. just you know slapping yeah. your books out there. Then you need to look for somebody else.
1: Right, like I've used Fidelity Publishing. She's independent you know she does she's really she is a graphic artist so you know problem but you know and the formatting but i hire an editor you have to do all those things you know separately and you i may be the publisher but i'm not doing them i mean i certainly can't edit a book no way Absolutely not, and you know the cover. You know, some I may think of something, and they say, well, maybe the you know it won't fit right. The words, you know, because your title might not look right. But you do need that kind of help. So you have to find somebody that is not like twenty thousand dollars. Because one of the reasons I started always talking about this is because people have come to me and they've spent that. And it's so sad because they don't. Need, some of these people out there charge that for people, and they don't know they're getting ripped off until it's too late.
4: And yeah. that's a, you have and to I be have careful. To
5: with,
4: yeah, I have to agree with Piper when it comes to guiding people because my next release is totally something that I sat down and taught. Over, I was on the phone with my publisher. I mean, be realistic that she doesn't live here, but and she was like you know, you really need to write a tattoo series or whatever. I'm like, no, I have nothing, no idea what she was talking about. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But she got me going on it. And so I went to my tattoo artist. I listened to, we sat down for three hours so I could learn about all the equipment and know more than just my own personal experience with it. And it was, it's awesome. And now I'm going to be doing a full series with these tattoo artists. But it was my publisher that made the suggestion because they, she's like, these are popular, and I'm like, I never write what's popular. She's like, no, I really want you to write this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So is one of those things where, where up the publisher actually guided me to that, where before I haven't always had that. And so that was kind of a new thing for me when my publisher's like, we really need you to write this genre because it works really well. We know how to sell it. Just get it out there because this one publisher actually works well with certain types of books. So I have an MC series that I write with somebody else now and I have this tattoo series and I have my football series with it. But all of them are kind of, they're all in the same kind of, wherever their marketing goes, I don't know how they do it, but they do a great job with it. And so they're like, no, do this. We can totally sell this book. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have to figure out a book that has a tattoo artist. But it was them guiding me. So I think that's, that's, an, that's part of that team thing that uh, Piper was talking about.
1: So let me ask a question of all three of you. All right, so Piper, are they looking for people in Blushing? do are they look for? Oh, absolutely. For... Okay.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know the and what Blushing is, is trying to do is, you know, they're unfortunately, and, and I say that and I hate to say that, but they're known for spanking books, but that's not what they do. You know, that was yeah. their beginning 17 years ago, and they branched out to everything, and yeah. that's what you know Blushing is trying to put out there so yes absolutely blushing is looking for so if various somebody has a book that is also
1: that that they've published themselves can they resubmit to them
2: yes they can okay all right. yeah it okay. has to be you know there are various rules about you know which it, it needs to have been off the market for a while et cetera, et cetera. but all that's on the blushingbooks.com website it kind of it really yeah. goes into detail about what you can and can't do but you bet they're looking for great authors all
5: the time. Yeah.
1: Melissa, are you looking for any new ones? Or? You said you're yeah, booked up Yeah, we always are.
3: We're booked through the end of the year, but because we're a small company, we don't publish more than two books a month. Mm-hmm. So right now we've got books through the end of the year, but we're looking for next year. And what we're taking, um, our primarily focus has been on more sweet side romances and YA. Their you yes. know, our YA lines have been crazy.
5: They're
1: yeah, very popular. A good,
3: yeah, it's a good market, right? You know, I mean, that, that's the thing. You know,
1: um there people I think that you know, that's one of the good things about doing radio shows is that people, you know, Give advice, you know, advice if they've done this for a while, and there's new things happening all the time. You know, everything is different now. You know, as far as the marketing goes, the you know words you use, how you get, you know, the genre. I mean, we've I've talked about this on a lot of shows. I had um, the guy that wrote uh, from Kindle Net, uh, it's a, and they do reviews, and um, he's in the Netherlands, and he was on a couple weeks ago, and he said. Um, people were getting bestsellers years ago, but it's very difficult now. Everything has changed. It's not, you can't, you know, you can't always tell. It's not, it's just what happens out there, you know, because sometimes the genres are picking up the right words or sometimes they're not. And Amazon, it's very hard to pick the right words for your keywords. And, you know, that a lot of times people are calling now, which I, I did talk to them years ago. You could you can find out things from them if you call by asking them is are you labeled in the right way? Which Piper? I know this is a problem that's been for erotic. Do you want to talk about that cuz I know you that's something you you know, you know well, you talk about that.
2: So, yeah, you know, well Amazon is two different two different methods. One is the erotic. You know, it goes back and forth with Amazon whether they love erotic or don't like erotic. Yeah. Right now, it's if you're labeled erotic, it's not necessarily a good thing, so yeah. the authors are trying to pull in different keywords and and the other thing that people don't know about Amazon is you can get a list of the basic keywords. You can even go and Google it and you can find a list, you know whether it's um, anthology or young adult or mystery or suspense. but there's a whole other hidden group back behind that that yeah. most people don't know about. And those are the hard ones to get to, and once you can, whether it's you know, firefighter or police or, or you know, some of these various ones, then a lot of times once an author figures that out, then there aren't a lot of people in that particular genre, and then suddenly their books do much better. I've seen some books go into gothic that you would never think. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine. When authors put things in, say, holiday. And there isn't a darn thing in there that has anything to do with any holiday, bar mitzvah, nothing. Yeah, (laughs) But they picked it because they know in June that they're likely to get a hit and potentially go to number one. It's all a game. But if you can find the right keywords and you do it the right way, at least you're getting to the readers that you're intending to get to. You know, I noticed the other day,
1: though, they had something I was in, you know, because after he was on my show, naturally, what do I do? I'm like, I'm always taking notes on my show, so I went in. And, you know, like I have doctors in this, and a nurse and a doctor, and they have those words, which you would probably think, oh, maybe I won't use that word. But those are the words that they're saying to use now, where, where like years ago, you go, doctor, why would you do that? You know, and those are the words now that are out there. Because I get, I, But, you know, it's really hard to figure out what people want when they're looking for a book. You know, romance, they say romance, and that's what happens. If you go in under romance, that's why it's hard for all the books that are in romance to come up. It's impossible. They're never going to look at all of the books that are on romance.
2: Right, which is why they're picking something that... If there's a tiny inkling of military or a tiny inkling of something yeah. somebody could consider yeah. gothic, they're grabbing onto that to try to bring them up in the ranks. And it's, you know, it's just a technique. I just don't like the ones that are, that do it that there is nothing yeah. about that in their book, period. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, yeah. Melissa, well, yeah. how
1: do you do that? There, how do be... you
2: do that? And Michelle, Michelle,
1: how do you do it? When they do they do Does your publisher do that or do they ask you for some words?
4: I know the publisher does it, but I know there's been a big thing uh, historically about people that will throw their stuff into interracial, and it's not interracial. They'll say, well, it's a Jewish girl and a a Christian guy, and it's like, that's not interracial. They're two white people, and Mm -hmm. that's been a big pet peeve for people that write interracial as far as. You know, and I've had times where people, because they assume every one of my books is interracial now, and it's like, it really isn't. They'll share my stuff, on <laughs> I'll tell that no, this Right, because right, you started that way. I'll be in the interracial yeah. book. I'm like, I'm like so thanks. I was like, thank you for sharing, but this one really doesn't hit, fit that genre. But there's a lot of people that will do that. where they'll take, oh, this, these are two different. There's a difference between being inter, interracial or well, there's interspecies. Like if they're, oh, well, this one's a human and this one's a, this this one's a human and this one's an alien, but are they both white? Then it's not interracial. Doesn't matter yeah, if it's it, another planet. Isn't, isn't it the way?
1: You know, the the thing is though, when when the reader is looking for a book, and if you really try to fool them in some way, they have to be mad. I mean, oh, they, you know,
2: oh oh
4: they do. That's where that's where the kickback is mostly coming from. The authors yeah. hear about it later, but the readers are the ones that'll be the first one to say, I don't know where they thought there was. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. it's not a Chinese guy with uh, with a person from from Mexico or something like that. It's you know that that's you know or whatever they say that is the interracial part of it. They're like this is not interracial in any way, shape, or form, and that's where they yeah. start getting the kickback yeah. to the readers.
5: Yeah.
4: And just like if a reader picks up a holiday book and doesn't find a holiday in there, they're going to kick it back. I mean, more than likely, if they if they want Christmas and they're coming up with absolutely nothing, they're going to start. Going after that author for putting that in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Melissa, what what happens with what? Do you, what do you think about like for young adults? Okay, what can they can they have swearing in it now or what?
3: What's the story? <laughs> can well, they? I think it well, depends on yeah each How does person and now? and what they're looking yeah. for. Um, one of the things that can be very frustrating is that no matter what we put. So let's say, you know, we choose our seven keywords and we choose our two categories on Amazon. But Barnes & Noble allows us to choose, you know, five categories, but their categories are somewhat different. So as we go from one site to the next site, things are changed, whereas some places require it to be children's fiction. Some places call young adult juvenile fiction. Some call it teens, and some, you know, So it depends on each site where you're putting your book, how it's categorized, particularly in young adult. And so it can be very confusing as to where it's supposed to be. And so you may get something that's a little steamier. Um, You know, parents often have this problem, especially with gifted readers or readers who are good readers. You know, they're reading above their grade level, but you don't necessarily want them to be reading a text that has things that are above their maturity level. So as a teacher and as a parent, you know, it's often hard to try and find those, those books. So you want to make sure you include those in the keywords. So that's one of the things that I really strive to do is to give a real good understanding both in the description you know, but
1: young adults and in the sweat, keywords.
3: But young adults do swear, and they
1: have sex, yeah. and they do, you know. And so but this is why it's confusing, though, for people out there is how far to take it, you know, well, on the level. Well, now
4: they have new adults. Now they have new adults.
1: Yeah, I
4: yeah I know. That you, and the new that adult work? is more for, yeah. if there's sex, if there's swearing, you throw it in new adult, and parents can look at the age on it, I guess. It's kind of the way I look at it when I see young adult. I assume there's not going to be, because, you know, Judy Blume had to redo her forever book as it's now considered new adult, no longer young adult. And a couple of her other books oh. had to be switched because of the the sex or the swearing, and even though it's been young adult for Three decades
3: right, oh. and the difference can be too some people consider new adult to be college years, later high school years, whereas young adult could be anything from middle school years, yeah. which used to be considered middle grades on it's so different <laughs> it's, it
1: is and that's that's the problem you know <laughs> how far can you go because you know I mean, I like, I don't know. if I. When I was a teenager, I don't think my mother looked at what I was reading. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's different now, I guess, but she didn't
4: ask me what I was reading. My mom didn't. My mom didn't. I always tell people when they ask me, I said, my mom let me read Sydney Sheldon at 12, so you really don't want my opinion on whether or not your child can read this. Well,
1: because I was because, thinking of that. Because my grandmother, well, that's you know. exactly what I was thinking, is because I, my grandmother read Sydney Sheldon, and... I had, you know, she we shared a room sometimes. She would come for the weekend, and I read the books, you know, and mm-hmm. I just read, you know, I didn't even think about them being like sex things. I just read the book and going, oh okay, you know, we just read it, you know, you know what I mean? You're just reading the book for the story, and uh, you know, they were, I mean, his books were very popular, but they didn't really mm-hmm. put it in like genre type you know and they it was just a book you know now it's in, since with amazon it's kind of crazy because you know it is hard for people to decide what to read and what's not and then you have all these people going oh this book is bad, you know, and then you go on Goodreads, and this they say, oh, well, they they read two pages, and they go, this book is bad, so I think it's, readers are the ones that suffer. I've tried for years to just get readers to come on my show, but very seldom nobody, nobody wants to, you know, because I really want to know what they're thinking, that people that aren't authors. You know, I do have sometimes Angela Campbell. She's a reviewer, but I don't think she's she's editing now. But she <laughs> does not write her own books. So, but almost everybody out there, like on Facebook, they seem to be writing their own. <coughs>
3: well, and That's why the marketing is hard that from That's being reviewers.
1: Yeah, they just yeah. That's true because they yeah you know, they probably think I could do this too which they maybe they can maybe they can't I don't know you know but it, it's it is very strange what's out there now and and it, I think it's very difficult and I think you know promoting is hard all of this is hard now because there are really an enormous amount of writers you know and not always good ones but that's what the that's the reader has to you know, decide that. And that's when you get all these reviews that if you're really not accurate on what genre, you know, they shouldn't be reading a book a uh, horror book if they don't like horror stories. But they do.
2: Well, I I think some of the synopsis now are are quite a bit deceiving. And some of it is the market trend. I mean, it's, you know, it's what's out there that you see. It's it's sort of like the first person books that are all over the place and those are the ones that are so wildly successful. It's everything goes through this trend and everybody follows along, you know, and because they're trying to be the next successful model and it's you know, for for I think for a lot of authors who've been in the business for a while it's very disconcerting. But it is what it is.
5: Yeah, you you either want
2: to write the next great American novel or you want to sell some books. Yeah. There is no in between. So yes. I, I guess that's true because, because you, want to do. you know, but,
1: you know, it's nice if you have a good story and you, th- you know, it should fit in some genre. But the problem is, is, I, you know, I've heard from people that have been on the show, which we know that there are, you know, the six big six publishers, they get different categories than we see.
2: Well, I they're know. in a different market, you know, right now. I mean, now, yeah. granted, some of them have their own lines of, you know, e-books that are completely separate and they're very similar to what we've seen all through the years, whether it's Alora's Cave all the way up. But, yeah, you know, they just have a different way of doing things. And when you put a HarperCollins book out, you know, it's probably going to have that big hit uh, to a degree, at least to a degree. Versus yeah. if it's you know Joe Schmo Publishing Company yeah. who's putting out a yeah. book by Jenny Smith.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It it, it it's
1: you it, know it is hard you know
2: it, yeah
3: go ahead. But it's interesting too. For example, I have um, some of my authors will see the categories and the keywords and how you get into certain things, and they'll they'll message me. They're like, oh well, I don't want to be under visionary metaphysical. I want to be under this one. And I'm like, that one isn't one we can choose. So Amazon puts it in there based on whatever things that show up, something that triggers it, and you end up in certain different categories on Amazon, and you could be the top one in that category, but there's no way to like specifically, like you were saying, there's these hidden categories. You can't select it. It can only be based on your keywords. And I think that's where some of these bigger publishing houses Know those tricks,
2: yeah.
3: And some of the other people yeah. don't. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
2: And, that, and, and that's and a huge struggle. It's a huge struggle yeah. because if they can capture that, it it just jumps them to a diff, different echelon and it captures a different group of readers. I right, it's it's fascinating if you spend enough time looking at you know what folks call the zon, you know mm. what you see and how it changes on a monthly basis. Yeah, well, and, I mean, I think
3: we know yeah. that Amazon is all about money, and we know that Amazon is yeah. all about making their own money. I mean, they're swallowing yeah, all right. these other different companies. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, is that people like HarperCollins Collins spend a lot of money promoting their books on Amazon, whereas most of us regular folks can't yeah. put a million aside to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and right. And and to be in bookstores, you know, a lot of these. You know, and, and I think that's a problem for the bookstores. You know, if they want to know why they're all going out of business is because they're not paying attention and they're stopping doing things that, off, that for authors that would help get them people into the bookstores because people do like book signings. I, I, I think people still like it, you know, and people like to meet authors and, you know, they may not go to, you know, a convention or something, but they might go to, like a Barnes & Noble, like they used to, but I don't; they don't really have the book signings. And Barnes & Noble, when you go look at Barnes & Noble on their website, you can't even get your reviews on there. People, The reviewers have trouble putting their reviews on there. So then you look like you have no reviews, and then nobody's buying the book because their system isn't the same. And then they're throwing everybody off yeah. of Amazon. There, a lot of reviewers are getting their review's taken off, and they're, you right. know, so it's it's pretty bad in that respect now for that, you know.
4: Yeah, and, like, our local Barnes & Noble, well, we've got quite a few in town where I'm at, but they won't put you in unless you're with one of the bigger publishers. Yeah. But then there's another yeah. Barnes & Noble that's, like, a few hours away that if you put your book they on will. Nook Press, then yeah. they'll get you. Yeah. They will yeah. take you, and I'm like, well, why shouldn't they all take you? If so I'm going to go ahead and go through the trouble of putting my book on Nook Press, then I should be able to go to any Barnes & Noble and have a signing. And they are just, nope. I mean, I understand maybe not getting the Mall of America because that's a big one and only, like, Sherilyn Kenyon or somebody like that will get Mall of America. But these smaller ones, I'd love to go there. But it's it's unless, unless you are with um, one of the bigger publishers, they still won't take you there, even if you put your stuff on Nook Press. So they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that because then what's my why would I put myself on Nook Press versus uh K D P or on um or create space? Why would I waste my time with your with your press company if you're not gonna even allow me to sit in your in your place Yeah, for I yeah, I think they I think they need to Saturday? make some changes.
5: I,
1: I, I actually do, you know, I mean you know, because you know, you can't always have like a Everybody should be well known, and the way I remember years ago I went to Walden Books at a book signing, and so I was selling books and uh then i didn't bring as that many. This was years ago, and they said, "Oh, it's okay, you know." And they they were so nice to me, and they said, "Oh, this is your first signing here, and you know, just don't worry about it. How many you sell? You'll be back, you know." And they were really nice, and they were really nice to authors, okay. And well, they were out of book, They were out of business. They, you know, because <laughs> they were really nice to authors, and that's kind of sad, you know. And that I mean, this is a problem for authors, you know, because I think like all of us are exposed <clears throat> on Facebook to more authors so naturally a lot of people they're not buying books of each other which is you know kind of surprising a lot of times and um they don't they don't care about other authors it's only about them so what facebook might have been good at years ago where people were more interested in what somebody else wrote i think right now it's about them you know they don't even want to share stuff like you know we said before kind of you know you you might not see the shares because of facebook but in other words i i'm not sure if people actually are sharing stuff or even caring what people are doing you know it was very different even well, five years ago
4: yeah well i see i still i guess i kind of got myself into a decent group i guess and they do there's a lot of sharing there's a lot of um out out with with um, other authors, and um, especially, like, when you're with a publishing house. I don't know if they do this at Flushing Paper, but, you know, if something comes out from one of my publishers, we we all try to share it, um, whether or not it's, you know, it doesn't have to be our book, but hope, you know, and so anybody that uh, do they do that with Ink Spell, too, where, um, yeah, you know, if one person puts something out, then everybody shares it because yeah you know, we all and do it that. might just it, yeah See, there, there are I think there are still people that are good and like care about other people and I I have other options but some that aren't aren't I some this, aren't I put a
1: lot of stuff on yeah. I put a lot of stuff on World of Ink you know and even if it's people that you know I haven't on the show yet if I see it you know I try to do that you know or like it or something like that but the likes really don't help anymore you need to share but most people you know yeah. just go through the day of doing that and you know and I think that It would be nice if they did. I mean, because I think, uh, Piper, you know what, when we did Red River, we all shared each other's things and, you know, all the messages, we shared them. And, I mean, sometimes I used to say, oh, my God, look at all these things from Red River. I was going crazy. Everything was Red River, Red River. But it was like a group, you know, where people did things for each you know, with each other, you know, with the radio station. So, but now I I, I think it's, you know, would be nice if people would start doing more of (coughs) this. To their friends. But like you said, Michelle, like, no, I think it was you that said it, Melissa, before we even, I forgot off. But people, you know, we don't see that because Facebook isn't showing that because, but I think it's because they want the money and you have to pay for the boost. I have been paying. And you can, and there's a, a, you pay even three, four dollars, you see so many more people looking at your work than you would. Yeah before but looking look doesn't nothing.
3: always necessarily mean that they're buying it doesn't that's one it of does not that we're seeing. Well, that's, yeah
1: yeah that's exactly Whether you're right that's at barnes
3: and no. noble or not yeah. we're not necessarily yeah. seeing that you know one of the problems right. that barnes right. and noble has is that they have a small shelf life and a small shelf the romance section yeah. when i used to go to barnes and noble was like four or five aisles long and now yeah. it's like small i mean yeah. maybe the size yeah. of a door and yeah. so they rotate yeah. books through there very quickly. Yeah. And so maybe yeah. you know they purchase 40 books, they put your 40 books up, they've already paid you your royalties, but in 30 days those 40 books are returned or destroyed and they're asking for their money back. And that's one of the hard parts is, is that the romance industry is such a large group of variety of authors, a variety of stories, yep. yeah. that for a yeah. store that only has a doorway wide, small yeah. little section, it's never going to show enough. Right. So yeah. that's one of the things that a lot of these stores are doing. They're shooting themselves in the foot, putting these, you know, huge children's sections, but they make a bigger profit on the children's books than they do on the romance books. Yeah. I think I think there
1: should be some changes. You know, it's like you know um, we didn't say much about the Academy Awards, but I will say something, you know, about them. I'm a, I have written screenplays and been you know um, optioned and things like that, but. I think, you know, when they're talking about giving women a shot and trying to do this, I think that this has to apply to everyone, women, men, every, it doesn't matter what race you are. And we all need to start helping each other to get things out there. You know, I, I, I laugh a lot of times when some of my books, which were from screenplays, they go like, oh, this reads like a movie. I'm thinking, like, it does read like a movie because it was a script, okay, that I wrote, <laughs> you know, and it mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking this is good because they got that, you know, and because I... I do the, some of the books I'm putting out now are from screenplays. I've read, I've changed them a lot because I'm a different writer than I was ten, fifteen years ago. So that's that's when I did the screenplays, but they turned out a whole lot different. But it's funny that they say they when they when I see that in the review, they go, oh, this should you know they could see it as a movie. I'm thinking like, well, all right, because I, I I think that I was a pretty good screenwriter, and I I like that a lot, but you can't get your movies out there, and that's why everybody wants their book into a movie, but it's not going to happen because of the funding, nobody, you know, they have to start spending money on buying people's books like they did in the past, and not people you that they know, other people, to get such a different variety, because look at all these authors that have good books, there's tons, it's not a problem to find good stories, if they yeah. look. No, it's not. There's so many. <laughs> you know, and I mean, you review mo- movies, so you see you see a lot of bad ones, right? Oh, well, a lot it, of good it ones. feels
3: like it's the summer of remakes. I yeah. mean, we've yeah, got but, Death Wish yeah. was last week. Two weeks, we've got uh, Tomb Raider. And then they're remaking, believe it or not, Valley Girl, okay? Like my <laughs> <Yep>. favorite 1980s <laughs> movie, Valley Girl, mm-hmm, they are remaking yeah. it. How are yeah. they going to do this? and the holograms was not and the holograms that I grew up yeah. with. But oh, yeah. okay, no, they, it was not. They just no, yeah. it was not. So they just seem to be remaking movies. Even even The Shape of Water. My sister said to me, she goes, "That's just Splash." I went, "Oh my gosh, you're right. It is. It's Splash the movie. It's exactly Splash the movie." He eats the cat, well, she split? eats the lobster. Well,
1: it's but the this exact was much more movie. dramatic. The, but but this was more dramatic than than Splash
3: with Tom Hanks. It was no. and it was it was yeah. in the nineteen fifties, set in the nineteen fifties, really I mean, and they're remaking Splash anyway with Channing Chatham. but it just feels they like are. it's oh, always yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's they, they the really shouldn't make like a movie like
1: Splash was really good with Tom Hanks, Leave It Alone. That's it. It was good. Now move on. But that's what they're not doing is they're not moving on. And it's not because there's a lack of screenwriters because there's there's a lot of screenwriters. Like there are books. But, see, that's why I tell people, take your stories and make them into books because at least they've got a shot of somebody reading them. In a screenplay, it'll be in your drawer because they're not taking them. I was an agent for twenty years, and they don't you know i have I had a ton of great scripts with my clients, but they didn't stay in the game I've mentioned it many times. You have to stay in the game if you really if this is what you really want to do, you have to stay in there some way so i'm i'm yes naturally, I am hoping that somebody will pick it up as a movie because it was intended for a movie, and there's a different way you write when it's for a movie, but it would be nice if it happens and so I think that if that would change, I think there would be a lot of good movies. You know, listen, I watch Hallmark well, all the time, and they're the same movie. And I can't write that exactly. No way. Right, it, it, yes, and I find myself, some of them I can't watch, but most of them I do. And I'm watching, and I'm thinking like, oh, my God, it's the same thing. What about all these other, they, I know that they get so many opportunities to put really good stories out there, but they don't. You know, because it's, like you said, is they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. They think it well, works, but I think the publishing was, world yeah.
3: does similarly. They get stuck yeah. in a rut. And yeah.
1: they think yeah. that
3: all the books are going to be a certain way. I mean, yeah. look at how many Native American books were out in the 1980s and 1990s because yeah. we had Cassie Edwards and, you know, then we went yeah. through a whole period of historicals. And I think it's that very cyclical type of, of thing going on again Mm
5: -hmm. but we're trying,
3: and then we're in here for the long haul so yeah i think michelle and i might be 105 but we're still going to be writing our books at yeah well i'm sure that piper and me
1: will all be out there you know because you know we love what we do we really like to write you know and that's the thing you know but there are a number of people out there that are just doing it to see if they can make money and guess what it's not like you're not gonna be a millionaire writing books, you know, and because if you have your book for ninety nine cents, what do you think? You know, and then oh. people want it free no less. So <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but really? there
2: is a method to that madness. Yeah. There's a method to that madness. Once they get up there in the rankings for ninety nine cents, they're shooting their yeah. books up either to two ninety nine where they can start making a little bit of money. Or yeah. the next yeah. book or five are gonna be. The yeah. goal with these folks is, and, and I've said from day one that I would treat this as a business, and that's why I have 250 books written. And no, I yeah. ain't sitting on a beach somewhere drinking margaritas with a you know Cabana yeah. boy behind me. You
1: know? So, what do you put but, your books out? Is what? How much do you char- How much do you put for your book? What, what price range?
2: Well, now the publisher determines the price. Right, and, I know that. You know, so, what
1: are they? What are they doing for your books? What price Normally
2: they're two ninety nine, and I write longer yeah. books. I'm not the, yeah. the chick that goes in and writes the thirty to forty thousand words. So I've got yeah. you know seventy five to ninety five. Yeah. But it's depending on what they're doing with a the series. They may do the first one for ninety nine cents to try to draw people in, and then it's two ninety nine and three ninety nine. But a typical oh. price. You don't go over three ninety nine because people aren't going to pay it. But, it, the, but that's the what's sad about that whole. See,
1: that is really sad. <laughs> because you know it really is when you really think about it cuz somebody had said yeah. on my show one time they pay more for coffee than they will for a book
2: well yeah and and you know what created this and I'm sorry I'm not trying to offend anybody but it's the millennials <laughs> you know they're they they don't have any problem spending 5 to 15 dollars a day you know jumping into their latest Starbucks but you know oh my god no dear god they're not going to pay 299 for a book however yeah. These are the same people that are buying subscription services now, like Radish or, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the others where they're going to go download for, you know, X Bitcoin a day so that they can sit, you know, on their subway ride and read off their little phone whatever they want to. And they have no idea how much those charges are adding up because they're so interested. They've got to read the next chapter and the next and the next.
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: But paying for an actual book? Mm Mm-mm.
1: It's kind of sad. I mean, it really is sad. Because a lot of work goes into it. Well, and then the other piece
3: is the marketing that goes along with that. If you're looking at a print book that is $13.99 or an e-book that is $5.99 or a mass market paperback that is $6.99, I personally am going to buy the paperback rather than the e-book just because that's my preference. Hmm. And some authors, I'll spend the $13.99. But if... If you're telling me that yeah. I'm going to compare that price with the $5.99 ebook or a $5.99 paperback, I'm going to go with the paperback just because that's who I am. Yeah. Well For a lot these,
4: of people, people that can put out the $15.99 ebook too and still get it sold. And that's yeah. where I'm just like, I'm not. I'll wait. I'll wait till it goes to paperback at $6.99 because some of the bigger publishing, uh, some yeah, of they do. Right. you're $15. right. $15. Yeah. Nine, Fifteen ninety nine for an ebook, and people just scoop it up, and then they'll sit there and complain because my book is four ninety nine because the publisher boosted it after she put it two ninety nine to start to pre or for pre order, and this person waited too long, and now they're complaining because it's four ninety nine. I'm thinking, I bet you anything, you'll pay fifteen ninety nine for that other book. That's you know. Yeah. 30 it's, 30 it's, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I mean,
1: in a lot of ways, because it takes a lot of time to write a book. And I think, you know, and it's, you know, a lot goes into writing a book and publishing it and marketing it. So, I mean, if a person is going to get 99 cents, that they don't even get the 99 cents. And I think the that's what's happened to the market. It Because of the e-book for 99 cents, it's really dropped, you know, everything else. Because that people are waiting for that 99 cents or free day you know and you, you, you free day you have a free day but then that's great but then next you're, you're ranking i think one of the problems is the ranking i think if people didn't i i, I think that's a, unnecessary i don't think we need to have ranking either you're selling books or not and the ranking makes people very um uptight stressed you stressed. know and and i think it shouldn't be that way because the ranking look at there's I don't know, billion, Who? How, I don't even know how many books are on Amazon. Or really excited so, when you're yeah. like,
4: "Oh wow, I'm this," and then you find out, "Oh no, you just sold like seven books, but you did it in one hour, so that's why you spiked yeah. and nobody else did." And yeah, it's so like I think it has absolutely that nothing that to do with you actually selling. <laughs> right. Exactly. Your right. ranking goes or up, same, and,
1: yeah. or
4: the same, or the same thing goes with like
3: the the bestseller list. If you're considered yeah. a bestseller, sometimes in what I've seen. And I'm not saying it's everyone, and I, I know it is a few people. <laughs> they actually buy their way on the list because they wow. sell or give away yeah. so many copies of their book. Here, I'll give a 1,000 copies. Well, again, wow. we're back to money talking. I don't yeah. have money to give you a 1,000 free copies of yeah. my book just so my book will shoot up. Yeah. So, yeah, see, that's it.
2: A- Amazon is supposedly cracking down on some of that, and that's why these – you know the 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 glorified anthology collection, and I've been a part of one, and that's how you can get that great big USA Today bestseller because yep. you're a part of an anthology collection that was yep. ninety nine cents for X weeks, yep. uh, hoping that you're going to get you know on the USA Today. And yes, I think it's
1: a a, I think that's a problem. I think this whole thing is which is not good for the author. And it's not good for their psyche either because you really, you know, you can't help but look at it and go, like, how is this possible that my book is not going up ever? You know what I mean? And i that's what I – because I do think it's like pitting each other against each other. And that's kind of, yeah. you know – I I think that if they would stop that, but, you know, Amazon has their own ways. But you're right, Amazon is trying to do things. But look what else with the audibles. Now, audibles, when I first had my books on audibles, I sold much better only because I could send people a code or even a gift or whatever, and then they would maybe go like the other books. But now they they don't do that. They changed it. So, you know, and it's expensive to send people gifts because then they have to be a member, to get other
3: books, so it's like, you know, it's money every month just to be in there. Oh, and we don't even, you know. want to go into the program where Amazon allows returns on eBooks, do we? No. I mean, well, I, you know, I
1: don't, <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know about that till somebody told me that, and because that is insane. There's no excuse for that at all. That they should absolutely not take books back.
3: That's insane.
1: 99 well, cents. Their program they
3: it allows and they bring you it to see. Right, especially right. since their program allows you to read so much of it already on yep. the screen. For most of them, have that look inside feature, and you can see. I, I yeah. Unbelievable, but it's yeah, good. it is.
1: I mean, you and know, people will
3: I mean, play that system. I mean, because I
1: think that that's really, you know, like that's why all, you know, all four of us we've been around. So this is a very interesting conversation because nobody's holding back because this is the truth. What we're saying now is tough. You know, it, it's tough to hear, but authors need to hear this when they listen. You know, to, to the shows that, you know, you really, if you love writing, just write and don't keep worrying about this because this holds you back. Yeah, it does. It is.
2: It, and- even for experienced authors, I mean, don't you think yes. that you know yes. i i s i you know it, it, the little whining that I'll do for just two minutes is you know i I spend a lot of time doing research, you know like Mima's smoke jumpers book i you just don't decide to write a smoke jumper's book one day and gee, you whip it out in you know like five days <laughs> and whatever you learn and you right. read and you research and you talk to people and you do all of that. And then yeah. when I've had people actually say to me, if you want to sell, you dumb down your book. Okay?
1: Well, that's well, not a good me.
2: Yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, I is mean, is that's really
1: a bad thing, you know. And I think that that's something that people need to work on, why not saying that to people, because you really don't want to say that to people. And that's really a shame that people think that way.
4: But then there's the the that truth. put the that, that don't do the research. Yeah. I mean, I, I've told the. More than once, that I was judging a read a book and I literally threw it across the, the room. I could not finish it. I was 50 pages in and they had so many football errors in there. Cause, yeah. And maybe yeah. for somebody who doesn't know football, it's fine. But for anybody who actually well, that, I, I read that, book that for would last, not be you. I was right. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Do not, yeah, do not mess with football. Do not sit there and, I mean, just, there was so I was I was pushing past the editing errors that were done where the person didn't have. I mean, they had they didn't they had left off half a of quotation. I mean, just like you know, the quotation marks. They didn't do the other half, and they they had all this other stuff and the head hopping. I was pushing past, and then she started yeah. making football errors, and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I, it's just yeah. not. Nope. 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 Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it's, because right. You have I mean, research is research. That's why it's so important I sat in, a, in a tattoo parlor for three hours listening to these guys just talk about the history right. of it and how it works and how the needles are and wh- how you use this needle and what this needle is for and h- the fact that, you know, you have, there's always an odd number of needles. It's, it's little things like that that, you know, and I asked them, I said, these are called anchor books, and they looked at me like I was an idiot. I said, yeah. you guys, what do you guys call yourselves? And I said, we're tattoo artists. I'm like, so mine is not an anchor book. It's a tattoo artist book. But everybody- yeah. but there's this whole subgenre of inker books, and the tattoo artist looked at me like oh, I was- they said, we've never called her we might say we like your ink, but we've never yeah. call each other anchors, but that's what people see, I, have. Think people I think what the, the good thing it. is. The good thing also is
1: you can use the Internet. Like I remember I used to go to the library a lot and get a lot of information, and then with computers it's so much, you know, you go on and you read. You know, even if you just are reading something to make your character sound better or know more about, you know, whatever the subject is, that's really fun because we're learning it at the same time as our character. So yeah. it's,
4: you know, I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. really good there's a little you can do with poetic license, obviously, you know, I have an NFL series and it's, there's stuff that I have to do, but I actually, you know, it was really hard to sit down with the former and current NFL players. It was hard on me. I'm telling you. And yeah. listen to them talk about, it was just, it was well, those, those hard things <laughs> yeah. as I asked them questions and they're just like, okay, well, that day we'd never do anything because that day we can't, you have to do this on this day. And it's the same across the board, you know, so it was making sure that I didn't have them going and doing something on a day when they would be, they have to be like on lockdown or, oh, we're just because we're in, in this new city, we're just going to go hang out. No, you're on lockdown. There's different things that happen depending on, even if you're playing a home game, you get moved to a hotel and are on lockdown and stuff that people don't think about they're like oh we'll just have this guy go out and get drunk before the game no i think people
1: really you know you don't want to give them information that's really not right so i you know i mean i used to go to the courthouse when i was doing a lot of scripts i used to go sit at the courthouse um in one of the suburbs and i'd go every day you know when my son was little and i would go and i'd be just listening and they finally someone said what Doing here. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you know, they, they see someone writing. I'm, like, I'm just getting ideas and just listening. They said, oh, okay. they, you know, and I said, I really think it's, you know, interesting. They go, so that someone said, this is so boring. I mean, they were bored, you know, the the district attorney, you know, they were just sitting there, whatever, yeah. the, you know, the lawyers. But I was learning, and, you know, and that's what really writing is. That's a good thing. We've, I think all of us have learned a lot more than we ever realized by writing. You know, oh yeah, trust and, me. I
4: had a cardio. I had a cardiothoracic surgeon in my one last book, that stopped me from writing for a long time because I was in the research rabbit hole and talking with doctors and
1: yeah. Was, because I remember one of my kind of my, my editors, the <laughs> same editor that edits one of my books, he goes, you know, have you ever realized that all your patients, you know, all your people, like some of them go to the hospital, they're in the doctors. I go like, no, I didn't think about that. But I worked for doctors for 20 years in hospitals. So then I now decided, yeah. well, what the hell? You know, I, I, I get it. I didn't even know, realize that myself because everybody somewhere lands up in the hospital. I'm <laughs> like, okay. You know, because I knew it. It was familiar to me, you know. And that's, you know. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think people don't realize, you know, how hard it is and what we all, how many, what we sit down to write, it just doesn't happen all the time. And we just, you know, it just, okay, one, two, three, we're done. It's not. It's a lot of work goes into it, you know, for all of us. And, like, sometimes I say to people, even if it's a bad book, it was hard for them to write. Do you know what I mean? You know, so, you know, this is what happens. I just don't think that enough emphasis. And even in screenplays, you know, when they're really bad, it's still not easy to write a screenplay. You have to finish it, you know. And so I think when you finish
4: projects, you know, it's a good thing. And if you, you do know, it, you'll be set. I. Trust me, I had a hospital one that I was watching this show the other day, and I was getting mad at the screen. I'm like, I can't watch this. This would not happen in a hospital. This yeah. would not. They wouldn't. The kid's been here 24 hours. We're going to make sure that we get your credit card and talk to you about your deductible. I'm like, no. Yeah. He's in critical condition. They wouldn't even talk to him about that. Was just yeah. Stupid, you know, but no, that, anyway. that's right.
1: You know, but I think that, you know, <laughs> Things that we think, and, you know, sometimes we're shocked at things, you know. And that's why some people, you know, years ago they used to read the paper every day. People I heard that people would say that they'd get stories from just reading the paper and whatever happening. You know, it was very different, you know, years ago. So it's just that now people, you know, sometimes they're reading so many of other people's books because they don't have any ideas of their own. So they need to stop that. That's not a good way to write you have to get your own ideas, you know. And I well, think it happens I, you know, a lot. You're
4: supposed to read. You're supposed to read. And I, because I, I, that's like the number one thing that Stephen King says, first thing you do is always read a book. But I, and I agree, is reading some, it doesn't necessarily that they start me on, I don't follow their book, but I usually, yeah. it'll spur me into something else. Yep. Yeah. Just because it's, it's the, the whole story will just spur me somewhere else. Yeah,
1: but some people, oh, you, like know, they read, telling you. you know, right, and they, they say, I can do this. And, you know, and some of the stories are pretty stale, which I'm sure the, the publishers here and, and everybody here, all three of you will know that they're stale because they're stories that have been told. So, like, you know, Piper, when you're saying you, you're doing, you know, what you're doing is something new for you, you're not doing the same old, same old.
2: Well, and, and, but see, that herein lies the problem. Because there are such trends, and, and it, it I think it crosses every genre. Maybe romance is a little bit uh, worse about this, yeah. but all of a sudden, you know, I think it was about November is when we started hearing about reverse harem, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden, oh, dear God, there are 50 million reverse harem books, and you're like, Really, people, can you just, like, write about something else? Yeah. I don't need to see it. I don't I don't care that there's 72 men with one chick, okay? I just
5: don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: I mean, it's – but that's part of the problem because that is what the readers are looking for. And you can I better know. believe if you look at what's popular, it's MC, it's reverse harem, it's, you know, they're – you know, surrendering this captive, abducted by that. And that's what's popular. At <laughs> least
4: we moved away from the billionaires. The billionaires have finally faded out just a little bit.
2: No, now it's the billionaires born. and the babies. And it's the, oh, billionaires, right. the billionaires' brother no and their babies. Yeah. It's just, yeah, a well, little We are sad. giving
3: up on the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Well, there's (laughs) one author
2: that I adore that she is for fun creating a little kind of series on it just for the heck of it. And I have to give her a little chutzpah, Loki Renard, because (laughs) (laughs) she's making fun of the whole thing. But yeah, I don't think anything's serious out there that way anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I think,
1: yeah, I think, you know, that when people, you know, start to write, you know, we all start a book and then we're not sure how, you know, how we end up getting to the end. It's because along the way we are changing our thoughts and it comes out that way because once you start, if you you say you're going to write a book, you just can't wait for that whole story to come there. You've got to start and then it comes, you know, it goes in different, you know, it depends for some authors they need to start something. And then they move on from that. Some people need outlines, you know, but it doesn't always turn out exactly the way we think it will because our characters do have a part in this more than people think. To us, they're people.
2: Yeah, and I, I think for a lot of people that write a series, And I hadn't really written a series where there's a lot of characters and it's a whole you know, it's a town and it's Mm -hmm. the same bar and it's the same coffee shop and it's the same. It's really it's interesting how you do get involved in a sense, quote, in their lives. And I'd heard often say that before and I was like, Yeah, I don't care (laughs) (laughs) don't talk to me in the middle of the night. But I think it depends on what you're doing and how serious that you're involved in that life so to speak.
1: Yeah, I and I think you know there's there's a lot of different kinds of writing, and so I think that you know when I do my shows, I try to tell people just write the story, you know, don't wait for, you know, everything to come to you because sometimes it won't until you start, mm-hmm. you know, because it just you need to you know get it going on it, you know. And I think, you know, just write the best story. That's why I name my show The Good Story is a Good Story because they, people really want a good story. Regardless of what the subject is, they want it to be good. And write the best story you can. Don't just throw it together. Like all of us here, we work on it. hmm You know, so I think it, on that note, does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? Or maybe everybody should say, you know, just their website so people know who you are, that they know everybody anyway. This has been such fun having, you know, the people that I've not been with. So thank you so much, all three of you, for coming on. You know, this is good. Well,
5: thank you And, for Piper, having me. I
1: hope to see you back yeah. on
5: thank
1: your you. own show here. And so, okay. and Melissa and Michelle, anytime, just let me know, you know, because sometimes I'm not think. you know, I'm some, I'm not on Facebook. As much. I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on like I used to be as much. I mean, I'm in there to see what's going on, and then I get out. And then I'm trying. I'm trying to, let's put it that way, <laughs> get in and out of that because <laughs> it is insane, as we all know. It's cra- it does get crazy. A crazy. A Yeah, it's it's a lot. And Melissa, just send me all of your reviews, and I'll put them out. And because uh, I know I love movies, so you know, one of these days, one of my movies will hopefully just not be optioned, but be taken. But we'll see about that. I'll let everybody know when that happens. Okay. All right, Michelle. Where can they find you?
4: Yeah. Um, they can find me at Michelle Prince com, and my name is spelled M I C H E L, and then Prince as in the artist, or so, formerly known as, because um, my parents don't know how to spell, or I was born before. It's <laughs> one of the two things. Um, some places you can find me if you're in, going to the North Iowa Book Bash, I will be there. I will be down in. Uh, st pete's florida for the interracial romance writers expo and reader expo and then um in june if you're in the twin cities area the royal readers at roseville my my models are going to be there as well as 50 authors and it's it's, we're pretty close to 50 authors in every kind of genre we've got mystery we've got children's we've got romance we've got everything from really sweet um, Yas all the way to BDSM to dark romance and that's going to be at the Rosedale Center and it's a free event for um, anyone can come because we're just get, we're just in the mall and then like I said oh, I have my great. models so if you like some of the guys you get like some of the guys that are on my covers they're going to be there as <laughs> come well as some of the come and meet models. them come and meet them <laughs> come and come and come and pet them whatever you need to do they're really cool <laughs> guys so um, and girls and girls because I have I have girls that'll better that, are, that some of my female models will be there also. So that would be kind of like the next couple things that are coming up for me.
1: Melissa, you've got
4: I
3: can be found at Melissa Keir, dot com, And on that site, I also post my uh, reviews as well. So you can come and check out my books and check out my blog and check out my movie reviews and see if you agree with me or not on some of these. And this year I will be in uh, South Dakota in June at uh, the Wild Deadwood Reads event. And in August I will be in Frankenmuth, Michigan at Once Upon a Book.
5: Okay,
1: you guys are busy, Piper. Before I forget, Piper, let me just say one thing. Scott Caseley is a, is a new host and he'll be having on tomorrow night at 7:30 uh Eastern. So 6 oh, no 7:30 oh yeah, 7:30 Central 8:30 because um he's got a new type of show. It's about, you know, inspirational and Tracy McDonald will be on. it. She's a um, I met her through Virginia Grenier and she's really a wonderful girl. She's uh an author who is blind and she's made a great career for herself. She's so nice and um she has a lot of audio books and she's got a new book coming out and Scott is gonna interview her. She's always so inspirational. Uh, you know, I'm glad Virginia who Virginia hopefully will come back, Virginia Grenier, but I don't know. She's been very she's very busy. So That's, you know, the story on Virginia. All right, go ahead, Piper, and say where can they find you.
2: Well, I'm all over the place, you know, Facebook (laughs) and Twitter. uh, Dark, Dangerous, Delicious, uh, that's a WordPress site, and you can find all kinds of things, my books, blogs, all kinds of fun things. Um, And as far as where I'll be, I'll be at RT, um, both for the Blushing Books pre-conference ahead of time and at RT itself in Reno in May. And then also at RomCon, which will be in Richmond, Virginia. We're going to have about 100 different authors, cover models, um, try to get a photographer in, a bunch of people like that. It's really a Reader's Appreciation event, October 5th through 7th. So if any readers are out there or authors who'd like to join us, please let me know. And it's going to be a great time.
1: Sounds good. All right, and uh, I will be here... Next week and the week after, and bringing you new shows. But uh, thank you, ladies. It's been really fun having you on here, because I know about you guys. So there's, you know, not much research, because I watch watch what you three are doing. So I kind of know what's going on with you. But you, you know, you're all over the place, and which is good. You know, traveling and going different. You know, I I think I'll try a few. Maybe <laughs> I keep saying that. But it's not far. It's a plane ride, so maybe I'll do it see how no. that goes. <laughs> I know. I, I, every time I go on a plane, I go like, mm-hmm. I said to my husband, I, I said, oh, we were on a plane. It was only at, we were going to Ohio. And so when the, story, you know, the flight attendant said, oh, it's only 45 minutes, I go, I can do this, you know. And then I, when we got, we started in the air, I go like to my husband, I don't think I could do this again. <laughs> I say that every time.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm not doing
1: it again. But I think I have to do you- it again because I'm never going to go anywhere. I have to. <laughs> i got to get over it. Oh, from out. Chicago, you can come can you to can Michigan
3: go? by train. That's
1: true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I could. You're right. I I have to I've, got, I've got one table left.
4: I've got one okay. table left. Come on up to on June 30th and come up and hang out with us. June
1: 30th. <laughs> See, you know, everybody makes such long-range plans. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. I do like a That's month. That's long-range? <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies, guess, very I guess much. I got stuff
4: I'm signed up for in July of next year. Oh my goodness!
1: I know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to change my ways. Here. Right. It's not like I don't do anything because I'm very busy, but I just you know, I just don't you know. I I need to travel more. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I say. All right. Thank you again. All right. Have a great night. Thank you, Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Take care. Right. Bye.